Welcome to No Bad Vibes. This is a podcast that is meant to bring a bit of joy, laughter, and hope into your day. I'm your host, Jodi Ann, but you may call me Joe. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of No Bad Vibes. I have another special guest here. Her name is Lynette, and she is one of the longest relationships I've had. (laughs) Friendship (laughs) relationships I've had. So everyone, welcome Lynette. Hello, 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 beautiful people. (laughs) So we've known each other for 13 years, going on 14. Um, We met when we were in college, so we're college besties. And (laughs) that was constant. That was a constant. constant, Yeah. Yeah. Because others survived, but they were choppy here and there. But but we we managed to to stay connected. Um, So I'm going to let you handle how we met (laughs) because my long term memory is not the greatest. I know it was spring semester of my sophomore year. Yeah. So it was 2007. It was, no, 2008. 2008. Because I started college as a freshman in 2007, the fall. So we met 2008, spring semester. We were both, I think, like teaching majors. We were both like mm-hmm. education majors at that point. And I don't remember what sparked us really having a conversation or kind of going where we are now, but... We were in a math class, and I remember we did horribly. I think we both failed that math class. It was like a math class for, like, teachers. You would think it would be easy, especially because we were, like, elementary school teachers, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was that class, and the professor was really weird. She used to ride her bicycle to class, and (laughs) neither of us liked her. And I'm going to assume that it was our mutual hate for that class that kind of sparked sparked the friendship. Yeah. remember you used to sit in front of me like diagonally in front of me and I don't know we just kind of started up a conversation one day and then from there we started going to like baseball games and hanging out and then yep this was history this is true see see guys I don't remember all those little details which is why you should always have a friend a very good friend in your group that can remember things like that because <laughs> I just remember we was we became friends one day and then we started hanging out, went to baseball games, we to look at all the cute guys at the time. Um, our tastes our tastes have changed. <laughs> we started have having breakfast. She is an amazing cook, by the way. Like in college, she used to make these amazing breakfast sandwiches. It was like it was like a bagel, right? Yeah. And then these sausages, and then like the cheese melted on top. And I don't know, I know just a regular breakfast sausage, but it tasted so good. Like my mouth is watering thinking about it now. And I tried to, re- I tried to recreate it for one of like our brunches that we do with the rest of our college girls. And I, it doesn't, it tastes good, but it didn't taste the same. <laughs> it didn't taste the same as when you did it. I tried though. I tried um but yeah and then I think we both switched to psychology yes around the same after time, that same time actually we both switched to psychology after that and um, yeah we had a lot of we had some classes together for that one too we did and then 
we just would hang out. We'd yeah, I remember out. we made and, a uh, playlist. Yes, we would spend hours either in your dorm or during the summer, like when you had a summer class mm-hmm. in my parents' basement, making music, <laughs> making music watching movies, bullshitting. Just having a no care in the world. <laughs> I remember, that was, it, sound, it feels like so long ago but I also feel like we're very different people not from the not from like or from our core but I feel like we're also it's crazy because we're also very different now now than what we yeah back then we were babies back then we were babies just trying to live our best life before responsibility came in and took over like full-time and just living life and experimenting and we went on a road trip um (laughs) we went on a road trip also for bait we were into baseball guys okay people don't judge us it was was a time in our lives it was college it was like a guarantee that the guy would be in shape like if you dated a guy in a sport it was almost a guarantee that he would be in shape yeah exactly so you had a hot guy no matter what you know what i'm saying um but we went on a road trip to delaware for a baseball game (laughs) and on the way there uh lady gaga's poker face came on (laughs) we were the queens of dancing car moves like we could dance while driving a whole routine but yeah don't we we don't recommend it if you're not pros like us but we we came up with the um it was like to the whole the whole song. It was a sitting dance move, and we did it the whole car ride, which kind of made it go by pretty fast. Um, we went on spring break. We, us, spring break wasn't like, you know, oh my God, we have to go away kind of thing every year. But we knew senior year we had to do it because it was the last. It was the last one. It was the last freedom. We was going to have. Gentlemen, there were no wet t-shirt contests in our spring None. break. No. It was Mickey. We had Mickey. Mickey Minnie and Goofy. And if you understand what I mean, yes, we spent our spring break senior year of college in Disney World. Yep. We went to Disney World. We went to um, Universal. We did City Walk. We went to, what was it? Was it Hooters? Yes. For like our first. Dinner. Our first night. Yeah. For our first dinner. And they had these, like, the, the the hand wipes. I still have a picture of it. They have these hand wipes that have, like, psychological puns on them. And I think one of them was, like, the Pavlov one. I would have to find the picture. But that night, I don't know, we just felt real grown on that trip. Like, our parents, obviously, if we weren't going on the vacation with each other, <laughs> the vacation wasn't happening. Well, I also My mom... If it if it was someplace else, I mean, we were going to Disney World. Like how true? How we do it Disney World. This is true. Um, I don't know. It was a fun time though. We took pictures. We walked around. I didn't go on a lot of rides because I'm not a roller coaster person. I mean, you managed to get me on a few, both you and Katrina. Yeah. Um, but you y'all weren't getting me on that rock and roll one. No way. Well, no I, way. No how. <laughs> nah, we went on the mummy though. Y'all were like, "Oh, this indoors. one's not that bad." It was indoors and it was dark. Like you don't know what's happening, which I'm okay with. 
I'm not. <laughs> if I'm a plummet to my death, I want to see it. I want to know. We also did not account for the weather, I guess, because we all no. thought that it's Florida, so it's going to be constantly warm. We did not pack a jacket. We did not pack a coat. We did not pack, like, barely. No. We had to buy hoodies when we were there. Yeah. It was... I, I mean, like we never. I, that was the first time I ever been to Florida, not in the summer. I assumed it was gonna be. Yeah. Warm. We were like, ah, it's gonna be nice. We're gonna be out, and it's gonna be super hot every single day. And that wasn't the case. I think we even tried going to the pool one night. It was too cold. Oh, we for me. Like, yeah, I didn't. Katrina and I. <laughs> you and Katrina did. I sat there and watched y'all be like, I'll sit here and watch your towels because <laughs> it's like, cold. Watch our towels in the abundance of crowds that were there at like 8 p.m. <laughs> of course, there was so many people around. Um, and then what else did we do? And of course, there's horns in the background. Why people, people, answer. Um, so yeah, we've done that. We have become vacation buddies now. <laughs> we go on little adventures here and there. Um, we'll do vacation now. Yes, involves wine, lots, lots of wine. We now we're now, we've, we've we've I think we've we've gotten fancy now because we like charcuterie boards. Charcuterie <laughs> and gin. Gin is also. Oh yes. Also, thanks to London, Jen has for sure also on that list. It's so weird because there's so many. I think, and there's I can say this: there are friendships that you have that come into what's the quote come into your life for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. And I think it applies to relationships too. But I think everyone, if you have, if you're lucky enough, I guess to have one at least one friend from each I guess landmark or big moment in your life like I have one from high school which you guys will meet later Lynette's my one from college I have one from after college but I think when you have someone that's kind of growing up with you it's like the best thing ever because you can support each other you can be there for one another push each other because I know Lynette pushes me a lot there's there's a lot of things that probably definitely would not have even thought about or do even though I'll reluctantly take the advice <laughs> eventually reluctantly. I'll do it <laughs> emphasis on the word reluctantly reluctantly um but she's never steered me wrong like anything she's ever any advice she's ever given me was always with my best interest at heart and I do think everyone needs to have at least one friend that does that for you or even if it's a family member um you know, one individual in your life. It could be, I don't know, maybe it could be your counselor, whichever works for you. Um, but our friendship, I think we've argued once. Like we've had like one big blowout. Yeah. And that was that was in college. Yeah. I remember I don't remember what started it. I know I got an attitude and I was pissed off. And I yelled and when I stormed out and we didn't talk to each other for like a day or two. And then we decided to f just talk it out afterwards and figure out like what was going on. 
and why I reacted the way I did. And it definitely, I know at the time, thinking back on it now, I can't tell you specifically, but it most likely was not warranted on my part. Like I didn't, my reaction was not warranted. I think I over, overreacted is what happened. And I know you were trying to tell me something. Do you, do you even remember? It was about a boy. Oh, <laughs> when is it not about a boy? It was well, about a boy, but not the way you guys would think it was about. It wasn't about like us fighting over a boy. It was uh, about advice about a boy that she liked very, mm-hmm. very much so. Um, and I don't remember exactly how the conversation went, but it was pretty much just, I gave you advice or like the way I saw things and you didn't like it because you were very into this particular person. Mm-hmm. And um, so we got into a fight from that. But then after that, we, you know, it didn't take long for us to make up and and that's the thing, guys, like to have a hel- any kind of healthy friendship or relationship. Um, I'm not saying because we don't always agree on things, but we we communicate, you know, after having said argument, you know, we communicate so that we can both hear each other out. Um, and then we agree to move on and move past it because things like that, I take those as like growth moments and life lessons. And, you know, I think you mature better and become like a better person for it. I don't condone arguing. If anyone knows me, I'm not for confrontation at all. If I can avoid it, I will. Um, but a good discussion is needed every now and then. Yeah, I think that, I mean, my philosophy with rela- with any relationship, whether it be friendship or a romantic relationship, it shouldn't feel like work. And mm-hmm. for me, constant arguing or constant disagreements or things like that, I feel like are signs of it just being work or it being more of a task than a relationship. Not to mm-hmm. say that you have to be exactly like that person because I'm very different than you and you're very different than me when it comes to personality-wise and things of that nature, but we are the mm-hmm. same when it comes to the important stuff, when it comes to yeah. our values, our motivations, what we hold important, we're the same in that. And I think that just like in a relationship of, uh, within a friendship, I think that being different but the same in the important things mm-hmm. makes it work. And I think that us not arguing or us having very few arguments is just because our relationship has always been very organic. Like we haven't, yeah. it, it hasn't been work. We've never had to work at it. Like when we want to talk to each other, we talk to each other. I mean, granted, there still isn't more than a few days we'll go without at least texting or on social mm-hmm. media that we touch base. They're sending memes. <laughs> yeah, memes or whatever, so. And it's not like, a, oh, no, I need to reach out to Jody. It's a, like, I just feel like texting Jody or, oh, I just thought of Jody, so let me do this. It's not a, yeah. I need to reach out to her to kind of maintain the relationship. Right. Like, you don't want to feel, I completely agree. You never want to feel like you're you're working in a sense to gain attention or to look a certain kind of way to the other person. Um it's just, it's effortless. And nine times out of 10, when you're connected to somebody, 
so much and you've known them so much you kind of when you're reaching out it's because that person needed it at the time like usually when we reach out to either we words reach out to each other <laughs> it's because at that point for some reason the other person had a feeling you know what let me check in I haven't heard back I haven't heard in a few days see what's going on and it's usually either I'm going through something or you're going through something and it's not necessarily I don't mean like it's you know like a traumatic thing we're going through ourselves but we just feel you know connected enough to know I just want to reach out and see how she's doing. Or if it's, if you're in a relationship, you want to reach out and see how your partner's doing. Cause maybe you guys are just in the dating stage. You know, you just boyfriend, girlfriend, you don't live together. You're not married. Um, but you kind of feel like you just, you just want to be around that person or be connected to that person any way possible. And it's, you're, you're right. It's not, nece- it's not a necessity. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, something that's completely natural, completely organic. I don't think we've ever forced anything in our friendship mm-hmm. in, the, in the 13, almost 14 years. Nothing, no conversation has ever been forced, nothing. We talk about the good, talk about the bad, talk about the things we don't want to hear. Um, and it's it's something everyone needs to grow for themselves not necessarily for other people or for the world but for themselves because even our communication got better after because we we communicate differently yeah like as individuals we communicate differently and I think that a lot of that has to do with us like you said before maturing together because I um in preparation for this when I was like reading over what was going to be the topic of today Mm -hmm. one of them was talking about like how you know we've been able to maintain this kind of relationship and it made me start thinking about like how were we and how like different our relationship like I feel even from my end from when we started in this relationship to where we are is very different like I in the beginning was hesitant on giving my opinion or Mm -hmm. saying it straight to you because I didn't know how you would react to it and my past experience with friends wasn't a positive one prior to you so I learned to be more like hold things more like reserved and not really share too much within friendships because it's not a permanent thing and then as the years went by and as we matured our you're right our communication has completely changed in the sense that now we do push ourselves and we Mm -hmm. tell each other the things we may or may not want that like to hear at that particular time but we know and are confident in our relationship that it comes from a place of wanting to better the other person and wanting to push the other person or wanting to have that other person be the best person that they can be Mm -hmm. instead of a place of like complaining or nitpicking or things of that nature because I feel like the stereotypes for a lot of female relationships are competition are yeah. like the backstabbing the the talking behind each other's back kind of thing and I feel like although it's a stereotype I do feel like a lot of female relationships can take on that stereotype sometimes mm-hmm. um but I think that those are more the negative kind of relationships like the more like girl pinned against girl kind of thing or oh I have to right. do that thing or or oh I have to be better than this person and like the kind of cattiness that sometimes 
it comes from. And I feel like our relationship has never really had that. No, never. Um, because like for me, like we're, let's go back to talking about like previous friendship experience. Um, mine was different. I had, I still do have a best friend from high school. Um, we're pretty much like sisters and I, hers is the only friendship I can say, because I had a lot of friends in high school. You ask anyone. I was friends with everybody. I'm, I'm a people person, if y'all couldn't pick up on that by now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was a people person. But I could say that my best friend from high school is the only person I could say that we've managed to stay connected. Like, her children are my godchildren. Um, so I never had, like experience with the backstabbing like I was very I, I will admit that I used to be very naive and very trusting you know because I'm a you know I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt until you give me a reason not to trust you that's that's how I am that's how I operate it's changed slightly now as I'm embarking on um 33 years old next year but I'm still the same at the core so my relation my friendship or, you know, friendship relationships prior to Lynette, I've had good experiences. So I never, to me, I was like a dog with a bow and I'm like, I'm gonna be friends with her and whether she likes it or not, <laughs> whether she likes it or not, I'm not going nowhere. I'm gonna just be friends and be myself. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's not, we, 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 we you know, we, we cross paths in our life and now we're 13 years later and we've we've laughed a lot and at silly things at we can have conversations with our eyes and just pick up pick up the vibes um yeah we've done we've it's weird we've done like a lot at the same time and it feels like it was just a couple years ago instead of how long it's been now I, I, you, for me, you are the longest, well, obviously besides my family, but you are the, <laughs> the longest relationship I have ever been in, relationship and friendship. Um, my history of friendships, like, have always, I had the kind of opposite of you. Mine had always been very one-sided in terms of, I was always the one there for everyone else, but, like, people weren't there for me and like I was which kind of shaped how you thought about friendships after that yeah and it, it definitely affected how I thought about friendships and how I went about making friends even mm -hmm. because it definitely affected me in in terms of when I started meeting besides just you when I started meeting other people and being friends with other people when I started seeing kind of those telltale signs of like it being starting off as like one-sided I would end it or I would go yeah. because of my past history of how friendships kind of played out and um, for, for for everyone else listening that you should trust your gut if your gut is telling you you know this is like whether it's a relationship or a friendship you feel like it's one-sided um if you want to you can have that conversation with that individual and if they don't see it your way or they kind of agree, you know, and they want to make changes to that. Um, so it's not just you putting in all the effort, by all means, go right ahead. But if you feel deep down, like, look, you know, I'm giving 
80% and this person's giving me barely 10. And it's not fair to me because I'm the one that's putting in all the risk. I'm the one that's making all the plans. I'm the one that's trying to, you know, better the relationship. It takes a lot. It's draining. Um, so if you, in your gut, you feel like this relationship isn't working by all means, feel free to cut it off. Feel free to ghost it however you want to handle it. Um, because it's not, and don't feel guilty about it. That's one thing I have to tell my, I've, I've had to tell myself, don't feel guilty about it whatsoever. You're making the best decision for you. Um, that friendship may have been a friendship that would not have benefited you in the future anyway. So if you feel it, if it's in your gut and you know yourself and you can trust your gut, your initial gut, not like the thought after you overthink everything, your initial gut response, go with it because it'll never steer you wrong. It, it will not. And definitely don't feel bad about it. I mean, Jody is constantly feeling bad about it. I, I, I am sometimes the devil on her shoulder saying like, no, just like, why are you feeling bad about certain things? My philosophy is if a person wants you in their life, they will have you in their life. Like, I don't mean that in a friendship, you have to be a touch, a touch by the hip 24 seven, by no means do I mean that that's what, how a friendship needs to look like. Some do look like that and that's what works for those people and that's fine. But a friendship could just be having that person there, reaching out to that person, uh, making time to see that person. It doesn't have to be this, complicated thing that sometimes mm -hmm. people portray it as and following your gut 100% because you know in the back of your head just like you do in other kind of relationships when this isn't what working you're putting your yeah I agree and like and we're not talking about where you know you may may go like checking in on each other once a month because at least you're still making a plan to check in with each other and see how the other person's doing. We're talking about people that can go months, months, years without any kind of communication, whether it be, whether it be, whoa, why am I going through puberty right now? <clears throat> whether it be <laughs> through social media or, you know, you're actually physically FaceTiming, calling, texting, you know, because social media is a big thing now. So a lot of people do communicate through that and check in on each other through that, although it's not the only way you should do so. Um, we're talking about those people where you feel like you're always the one reaching out. You're always the one making plans. You're always the one trying to see the other person and they never either their plans always change or um, you know they don't reach out to you. They don't check up on you. They don't support you in any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Because you could not talk. To, Lynette could not talk to me for maybe two months, um, which will never happen. But <laughs> let's say it did. <laughs> if she doesn't talk to me for two months, as with the exception of maybe a few text messages here and there. But I came out with this podcast and I'm posting it and I tell her about it. She's going to post about it. She's going to repost. She's going to support it. She's going to support what I'm doing. You know, your support, people, your support system your core support system should be there for you at all times. You know, that that's that's just how it goes. But then you have people who do support you that aren't necessarily ones you'll go and bear your soul to, but if you're up to something and you're doing something to better yourself, they'll be there to cheer you on. 
they'll be that cheerleader for you. Um, there are some people who aren't like that and you have to be okay. This is the thing I learned. You have to be okay with no longer being in a certain individual's life. You have to be okay with it because it's a part of growing up and it's really hard, especially for someone like me, who's a people person. And I make friends pretty much wherever I can make a friend in an elevator. Okay. You really can. Like, <laughs> you can literally talk to like anyone and just, and just make conversation and become friends somehow. And I've had to learn like I'm not in certain people's lives the way I used to be anymore and other people aren't in my lives the way they used to be and it's not necessarily because things ended bad or we had a big blowout it's just because life happened and it's okay you're gonna have friends that are with you through a certain period of your life and although you were close at one point you may not be close now completely okay completely okay you wish all you can do at that point is wish the best for those people and that individual, whether it's a relationship or a friendship, wish the best for them and then move on with your life. Not saying you have to forget about them completely, but just know and be okay that they're not going to be in your everyday life anymore. They may not check up on you or you may not check up on them every as much as you used to. It's okay. It's fine. It's a part of growing up. It's a part of life. If you even, if someone has a friend from like birth, like if your parents were friends and both of you became friends because your parents were friends and you're still friends 30 something years later, that is a godsend. That is a blessing because in this day and age, I feel like people take relationships and friendships for granted, big time, big time. And everyone's about having that big group of friends. I was about having that big group of friends at one point and I had to be okay with having a smaller core of friends that I can count on one hand that I know for sure. Like if I call you, you'll be there. You know what I'm saying? It's difficult nowadays to make friends. Like it's not Mm -hmm. the same as it used to be because of how people meet. I mean, look at dating. Look how much dating has changed. I think making friends is also kind of different. And I also think that making friends up into a, a certain age becomes harder. Like mm-hmm. making friends when you're school age is easier. You're meeting people at school. Like, but when you start, when you graduate and when you're not from school anymore and you're in the workforce, yeah, you'll, you'll make work friends, but those are like hard to make in themselves sometimes right some work relationships are very surface how are you really making friends like yeah like it's it's very hard to make friends after you hit a certain age um especially because not only with work but there are people who are married and have kids where that takes up time outside of work so it's hard to like we don't we don't have free time like that to go out and meet people like not a lot of people do and you made a a good point when you said like there's different types of friendships and I think that what people don't understand is in their head friendship always looks one way and there Mm -hmm. are different types of friends there are friends like that become family and then there Mm -hmm. are friends that you don't see all the time but that would be there if you really needed them or that would celebrate you or um promote you if you had something going on and and embrace you and encourage you if you had something going on 
and there are those friends that you would go to for certain things and maybe not certain other things. So I think that the other thing that I've kind of learned growing, getting older is that friendship doesn't just look one way. Mm-hmm. We, you could have multiple different types of friendship and it doesn't make it any less of a friendship. It just looks different. And you just, yeah, use like you'll have, you'll have a friend that maybe one that you can tell everything to and vice versa. Um, you'll have one that if you're crying at five o'clock, well, let me take it back. Cause who's awake at five, to be honest. But if you're crying at eight o'clock in the morning, and you call or reach out, that person will be there. You'll have one that maybe you just travel with. Like y'all don't see each other during the year. Y'all check up on each other, but y'all have a plan to travel together at least once a year and y'all have a blast. Um, Then there's the friendships where you can go a long time without seeing each other. But when you meet up, it's like you picked up right where you left off the last time you met up, you know, and it's those and you, it's all about pun intended, good vibes. Um, and the connections that you make with others and you can feel it. You can feel it. If you, if you trust yourself, you can usually feel it within the first few minutes of meeting somebody. If you know, this person's a really cool individual, I want to get to know them more, you know, and that's with dating, that's with friendships or just an acquaintance, to be honest, you'll feel it. You'll know because Friendship doesn't always got to look like how it looks in the movies. Like, look at Sex in the City. They had that. Those are four women, completely Very different. different women. Very different women. Right? But they managed to be there for one another. Some saw each other's more than the other ones, but they made it a, 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 a thing to meet up for drinks or go out um, for dinner or on vacation or celebrate life. And I think they there's there's a movie version of a friendship and then there's the real life version of a friendship like real life doesn't look perfect all the time real life you can be mad at that person that person could be mad at you you know maybe you know you grow together you learn about each other you interact differently with each other you know some people have friends that they just go partying with and that's because that person all they do is party and if you want to have a good time and you know you're going to have a good time like you always do. You're going to go with the person that parties all the time. I mean, not saying that's me because the body don't, re- it don't rebound the way it used to, but, <laughs> but never don't. And it's the same with relationships, every relationship, you know, whether with a partner or someone that you're interested in, it's not going to look the same as one you've had prior. I mean, if you have a type, then sure. If you do the same things, you're going to get the same result. If you don't change things, you're not going to see any change. And I mean change within yourself, not change necessarily within the other person. Change within yourself. Change with how you see yourself, how you value yourself, what your values are. Um, it can it can definitely affect how you choose to move forward in any kind of relationship in the future. Because I have like your friendship and the friendship I have with you and the friendship I have with Katrina, two different ones but they both are very full friendships. They're very, um, you know, and we've managed, we, we call each other JKL because on the computer, <laughs> you got Jody, Katrina, Lynette, because we're cool. Don't judge us, okay? You just want to be a part of our group and you won't admit it. But <laughs> we're three very, very, very different individuals, but somehow 
like Lynette was explaining before, we, we work. Our values are the same, you know, us at a core and what we see, what we seek in each other and what we seek in people and humans, it's the same. We seek honesty, we seek trust, we seek being able to have a good time, you know? Um, we seek people who value family and not just blood family, family wherever, yeah. you know? Um, it, it takes on, it really does take on different forms and don't, when you figure out what works for you, you'll be able to figure out and navigate relationships and friendships that work best for you in your life, whether it's how you see yourself, how you see your life now or how you want your life to be in the future. You can be the only person that makes a change. It only starts with, with you. You can't change somebody. That's another thing. You definitely can't. No matter how hard you try. And in any relationship, it's also about what each person brings to that relationship. Because at the end of the day, you want people in your life that are adding to your life. Right. That are not making your life more difficult. So you want to surround yourself, whether it be, like you said before, like 20 friends or two. It's mm -hmm. the quality of the friendship. It is what they're bringing to your life. And each person in each friendship could bring something very different depending on, you know, the person. But it's the quality of the friendship. It's what they're bringing into your life. And as you get older, it's also you get very a lot more selective about where you're spending your energy about yeah. what you're willing to like work on and it's kind of crazy because you hear your parents talk about it like how they cared about one thing when they were younger and as they got older it just became something like whatever and it mm -hmm. and definitely as now us being in our early 30s it's definitely i'm noticing that you're definitely more picky in what you're choosing to put your energy towards including a friendship and mm. like for, for example you it could mean weeding out some of your your existing friend group and for me it's actually adding to it it's rekindling friendships mm -hmm. you had in the past that right. now you both are in a completely different place you both are matured so now the friendship works or is right. in a different place and it, but like in your example, it could also be minusing some people out and being mm -hmm. okay with the fact that you have to do that and that you're not just going to be in their lives and you guys could be cordial when you see each other, but not having to like touch base or hang out or anything mm -hmm. like that and being okay with that. Yeah. And not feeling like left out. Yes. Because not feeling like guilty. Yeah, yeah. You feel, it, it feels like, oh, like, did I ghost them? Is it my fault that the relationship didn't work? Or mm -hmm. is that mean of me to have done that? And it's almost like self-preservation. It's it, No, it's, it's not mean. It's not something bad that you did. It's you grew. You grew. And sometimes what Lynette's saying in terms of, like, for me with friendships, I have to learn to be selfish because I'm someone that's always there. I'm always there if you need me, even if you're a stranger and you need something or you need help, I will help in any way that I can. It's just who I've always been. Um, as I've gotten older, 
you know, especially in more recent years, the last maybe hardcore, like year and a half too, to be honest, um, I had to be okay with not being around certain people as much as I used to be. I had to be okay with being selfish with my time. Um, and being selfish with my time actually worked out best because what came out of it was this podcast for one, um, my plans for the future that I won't disclose at this point in time, but when it happens, y'all will know. Um, it, a lot of, a lot of good things can come out of being selfish. And I don't mean like being catty and being petty. Well, this person didn't reach out to me, so I'm not going to reach out. This person hasn't hung out with me, so I'm not going to hang out with them. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking, we're, we're, what we're trying to say is be okay with being picky in whatever way that works out because you have to protect you. You have to protect your mental health. You have to protect your emotional health. And sometimes if that falls in the form of maybe you don't hang out with people as much anymore or you don't communicate as much anymore, it's fine. Um, because that person, that other individual, same thing, they'll reach out. If they want you in their life, you'll be in their life. If they want to include you in things, you'll be included. Never, I had to learn to not feel guilty, but also not feel um, like I did something wrong if I wasn't included in something, you know, that I may have been included in previously. I had to be okay with it. And it kind of, it, it weighs a lot when you're trying to be there for everybody, because then if you're there for everyone, who's going to be there for you at the end of the day? When do you show up for yourself? If you're showing up for everybody else, it's time consuming and energy draining. It's a lot. It's a lot. And sometimes it's a lot of drama. And I could say, I don't even, I have no drama going on <laughs> and it feels great. Like I've never had drama with me, but with friends, if something was going on, it's a lot because me being the helper, I want to help you. I want to help you get through it. I want to help you navigate through whatever situation you're in um, as much as I'm able to. Because at the end of the day, it's always up to you as an individual what you want to do. Because Lynette could tell you she tried to change my mind about certain things and it didn't happen. But then I managed to change my mind years, years, <laughs> years, years. years later um <laughs> you know and i don't and that's another thing don't regret if you ask for advice and advice was given and you don't take it at that point in time but you manage to take it later on or it comes to fruition later on be be fine with it it's okay don't but regret also, what happened but also to the person who gave it yeah don't be like I told you so. I, I, I know it <laughs> no matter how much you want to. All the time. Like, don't do that. Nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> rubbed in it. This isn't like a little a little dog that went poo-poo in the corner and you have to rub it in it. Like, no, just just be there to console them mm -hmm. and to guide them through what is probably a very difficult process but also kind of embarrassing. Cause if you're thinking yeah. about it, just like you said, it's like years later this happened and like you knew this was gonna happen and I didn't listen to you or like, mm -hmm. it also has to be awkward for that person to kind of tell you or Admit. tell you 
and let you know that this happened full well knowing that you kind of called it Mm -hmm. also has to be difficult pill for them to swallow on top of the fact that they're dealing with whatever it is that they're dealing with just be there for that person and kind of guide them through that whether it be hurt or that realization or whatever it is just kind of be there as a guide versus Mm -hmm. a constant reminder that you were right yeah and and she's what Lynette just said is so true especially for us because the major thing like not a lot of like crazy things happened or I've experienced a lot of bad things in my life or anything like that but I think the most recent or major thing was um my ex like when we broke up and the process we went through and everything how it worked out um this was an ex that she had reservations about um previously and of course me I'm not I'm I'm when you're in like people you're not gonna you have blinders on and I can say this now because I've come out on the other side but when you're in like you don't see certain things that your close friends and loved ones will see um and if they try to tell you as, as good friends they will try to tell you and as good family members they will try to tell you but you will not see it and it's not, it's not, it's your, it's not your fault. It's just cause of, we're human and that's how we work. You know, if we're laser focused on something, nothing and no one can say anything that's going to turn your head any kind of way. Um, you know, the relationship did turn out the way she expected it. And she, Lynette has been one of the main people like before everyone else social media wise, or even like a huge friend group wise, knew exactly what was going on. Lynette was one of those people that was there for me. I I was not in a good space mentally for myself. Like I'm always a happy go lucky person, but I could tell for me, my spark was gone. I wasn't feeling it. I was not sure. Cause at the time I also had lost like a job. So it was like a lot of stuff going on all at once. And Lynette, she, she never did a kind of like, like in the moment, she never did like, oh, I told you so kind of thing, or I'm going to rub your face in it. This is what I warned you about. She never did anything like that. She was there to guide me in the sense, okay, what do you need to do? Do you need, do you need a distraction? Do you need to get out for some fresh air? Do you want to come up with a plan on how to work things out for you? What do you need? Like now, now that I've healed and I've gotten over everything, I can now laugh and she can now say, I told you so. And I'd be like, yeah, you did. And I didn't listen. You know, you have to be in a space where you're fully healed for yourself and you've had growth and you've thought about a lot of things where you can joke about it now, you know, where we can say, you told me this was going to happen. I didn't listen. And look where we are now. You know, you can joke about it. It's never something you want to do right off the bat because wounds are still fresh. Um, Even if you know you gave that person the right advice and they didn't take it, there's there's a time and a place for everything. And Lynette knew that wasn't wasn't the time to be like, well, kind of told you this is how it was going to turn out anyway, but you didn't want to listen. Nah, you need to be there for that person. It's also making sure that you're not hounding that person with that advice either. Mm -hmm. Sometimes 
people need to figure out things on their own. They have to come to that realization on their own, no matter how difficult it might even be seeing the process kind of play out or how difficult it might be. Sometimes people need to kind of fall or get their bruises in to Mm -hmm. learn and realize things on their own. Because if I was to be like banging you over the head, telling you like, no, no, you can't this, this, that, and the third, our friendship probably would not have lasted. Yeah. It's like when you tell a kid, don't touch nothing when we go in the store. Exactly. Like it would have just pushed you further into that situation instead. Yeah. Like you need to also be careful with what advice you're giving because some people just need to learn on their own terms. Like I'm mm-hmm. one of those people. Like you're one of those people. We just need to learn by doing and that's okay. Yeah. And that and that's also where you in our friendship at least, we've given each other the space to um make our own mistakes um and we've given advice in whichever way whether that mistake worked out great or you know to not call it a mistake anymore or it's something that was like a lesson learned not going to do it again you know we've given each other the space to do that while giving advice but not like you said hounding not kind of pounding it into your head because you can say it so many times and the other person's just not gonna not gonna feel it like if you say it once okay, they didn't do nothing. Give them some time to absorb it. Maybe say it a second time, you've said your piece. If you say it more than two times, there's no point. Yeah, you need to respect each person's process, whether mm-hmm. it's the process of figuring something out, the process of healing. Like You need to respect each person's way of how they're going to get whatever end result in their head that they think is going to happen from this. Right, right. Because everyone processes things way differently like how I process for me any kind of like confrontation or like life change um that happens I need to sit with it and I need to think about it I need to process out and think about all the different scenarios and I mentally prepare myself for either one so whether it turns out to be option a or option b I'm prepared option a being something that's not necessarily not that it's bad, but it's like not the greatest option or not the option that would get me to where I want to be in life or B, being the best route and the best path for me to be on. I'm mentally prepared to accept whatever happens on either path that I go on. That's how I process things. I'll take in information. I will take in advice. I will think about it. And I think my, I, can give, I can give major kudos to like my parents and how they raised me um family and like the friends I've chosen to keep around me because I do think you are the friends that you keep to an extent you are the friends that you keep so if you have someone that's um always makes bad choices like you think they might make bad choices and they even think they might make bad choices but they don't do anything to change that after a while you may start following the same pattern you, if you want to be successful in life, whether which whichever area that is, whether it's financially, um, you know, health-wise, whatever it is, if you surround yourself with those certain kind of people, like where you want to be, the friendships you want to have, the connections you want to make, you'll start seeing, you'll have those connections, you'll start getting those, you'll have the same behaviors, you know, like if you want to, let's say, 
uh, I have a friend that's really, he, he started in real estate a few years back and he's really good, you know, at what he does. And I want to get into real estate. I want to learn things. I would reach out to him. There is another friend and, you know, they do staging, like house staging. If I wanted to learn about that, I would go to her. I have friends who know how to bake. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to be a certain kind of individual and even not just, you know, what people do career wise, but how they live their life, you know, where they take time for themselves. They have, they do a lot of self-care. They still met have, you know, people who have balance where they can balance, like have a work-life balance, have a friendship. And then, you know, like with us, like you have your time where sometimes like we don't hang out or we can't hang out in a particular day because you have plans with your partner and that's okay. And you have to be okay with that people because yes, your best friends are your soulmates, but they're not the person you're going to marry. Okay. <laughs> not all the time. Unless you have an agreement. We did have an agreement, y'all. We did have an agreement <laughs> by a certain age. We would marry each other and you know, have, have other partners to fulfill physical needs. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Have, have our male partners to fulfill physical needs. But like, you also have to respect like the boundaries. Like she has time where she'll have time for her family and time for her partner. For me, it's when I have time for myself or my family, or if I have like, if I'm hanging out with someone else and the same for her. You also, you, you learn how to navigate that and be okay with it and figure out, okay. And learn, it's not me, it's not them. It's just, we're working out, we're navigating. We're navigating life. You know, but just surround yourself with people who are kind of on the same wavelength as you and they're on the same healthy wavelength as you mentally, socially, physically, you know. And that's, that's why I think. Yeah. And that push you to make better. I mean, mm -hmm. to be better. That's, I think, one of the reasons why kind of our brunch groups that we have with the other ladies that we some of which we don't see unless it's at those brunch groups. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of where it stemmed and why it's kind of lasted so long is because during those groups, yeah, yeah, those, some of those relationships and some of those people we don't even see outside of that or even talk to on a regular basis, mm -hmm. but those kind of relationships are the ones that are healthy in the sense that they're, encur they're encouraging, they're motivating, they, they definitely promote within. I mean, we have a baker, mm -hmm. we have you with your podcast, and the minute we have a photographer, we have a photographer, and the minute that each one of those people decided they wanted to make something or create something, we were fully on board with like, yes, you need to do that, pushing them, and I think that that's also a, a huge part of a healthy, long-lasting kind of relationship is mm -hmm. the pushing to make you better, pushing you so you don't stay stagnant and you're not just always in one place, not doing anything, not... You're not moving from where you were yes. five years ago. Exactly. And I think that a lot of... Uh, I think in order to have a very healthy relationship or a relationship that's the last like that also is a huge component of it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I love, you know, I think one of the last brunch group outings that we had, I guess, I think it must, it must've been like Thanksgiving last year, we did a Friendsgiving and even like talking about it after those Valentine's. Oh, we had a Galentine's. Yeah. We did, we did, we did. Um, we did, yeah. 
and those kind of things like there are some people in the friend group that may not have girlfriends outside of like the brunch group and outside of maybe like one other person so when we meet and it's like a mix of people we went to college with people we met through other people that we went to college with it's a mix of individuals of beautiful intelligent creative um people but when we're together we're supporting each other 100% you know where it's it's a time for us to if we want to bear our souls you know alcohol is involved so that will happen especially for me um especially especially <laughs> I get super I'm an emotional human being but I get super emotional and in touch with my feelings when alcohol is involved um no but those those times like you kind of we kind of cherish it because it's like a break it's a break from whether you know you're married with kids it's a break from whether you're constantly working and you don't take time for yourself it's a break from the monotony of your day in day out routines where you can just let loose you can just be who you want to be be yourself you know no one is we never judge people i don't think we've ever really judged anyone for anything in like that group of ladies like when it comes down to like the hardcore being of each person never never judge anyone it's it's a it's a place where you can we ah, i don't know you could laugh you could cry you could vent if you're having a hard time you know and i think you can do that with your one-on-one relationships but it's something when you get a collective of like-minded um individuals where you all want the same things for each other it's a beautiful thing and especially especially as women like we said like Lynette said earlier some people can be very catty can be very petty can only want to gossip about bad things um be negative all the time those aren't the kind of things that are nurturing or healthy to be around at all when you get but when you get like and for us to be able to have that many people in that one group <laughs> and and work. very different personalities very different you it, it's a group of people you may or may not have thought of putting together because they're all come from very different places in life and mm-hmm. very different personalities but I think again it goes back to that those important core values and I think that it's those core values that we all have in common and yeah kind of what makes it work yeah you know always always make sure you're nurturing a relationship and both parties not just one or however many individuals like are involved like in the friend group or whatnot make sure you're nurturing make sure you check up on one another make sure it's working for you and the other person because maybe you're thinking everything's all hunky-dory and good and golden and they're like well I don't really think I'm getting much from the relationship try try and make an effort and if it's not something you can do you guys tried and you're moving on and it's it's not bad it's not a bad thing um but yeah like when it's when it comes to friendships or relationships, I think that's how you should kind of navigate it. I myself 
I'm in the dating, well, I can't even put myself in the dating scene. I want to be in the dating scene, but I don't know how to date. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I've had to learn dating looks different now. And dating is different for me than it was previously when I didn't really date. I'm a relationship person. So I've been like in relationships with people. So like the way I navigate friendships now and the way I navigate how I'm moving forward when it's time for me to meet whoever I'm going to be with, um, whoever my next relationship is going to be. Um, I, I now am at a place where I can say, I know what works for me. I know what doesn't work for me. I know what I'm not going to settle for. Um, and I know what I can work on myself to better myself and better prepare myself for the future when it comes to friendships and when it comes to relationships. Um, and I think having people, I'm gonna get mushy now, but I'm not gonna cry. Having people in my life like Lynette has been definitely an added bonus. Um, and I wish other people could have the friendship that we have um, because it's it's, it's never really been about, oh, we're going to be friends. Like, we're going to make sure we make it to 10 years. We're going to make sure we make it to 15 years. It's never been like a counting thing. It's just been like, oh my God, it's been this long. You know, it, it really. Have these moments where we like look back and we're like, oh, damn, it's really been that long. Yeah. Time flies by when you're having fun, folks. It really does. And everyone should be able to, my wish and hope is everyone to have at least one solid friendship or a partnership um, where you can have conversations like we're having now, where you're able to give solid, healthy, good advice to each other. You're there to be there for each other and support each other um, in any way possible. Sometimes that support may just be a phone call. Sometimes that support may be physically being there for that person where you have to distract them by going out or, you know, whatever the case may be. But in life, never settle for less than you deserve, ever. That's in a friendship or relationship or for yourself. Never, ever, ever settle because you're only selling yourself short. And if you have at least an ounce or a quarter of the friendship that Lynette and I have had so far, um, I'd say you're on the right track. You're on the right track. Um, you have anything to add before I go to my two questions? Um, listen to your gut. Jody said this before, but definitely listen to your body. Your body, your conscience knows and will send you warning signs or try and put up stop signs for you before you even consciously know it. So definitely listen to yourself word agreed um so we're gonna move on to the segment of the show guys where i ask my two questions like a talk show host um what is a quote i do look like a dj i really do i'm not but I, you know i got the equipment i just need a turntable do you even use turntable don't even see i just showed my age don't listen um <laughs> what is a quote that you live by Quote that I live by. Um, pick, pick one that's that's like your most used, your most favorite that you always go back to. 
So the one that I have to say that I constantly go back to, I've actually seen it being said a couple different ways. Um, I've seen it uh, talking about like a soldier or a woman. And then I've seen it talking about like fate or the devil. But my um, kind of quote to live by is um, they say you cannot withstand the storm. And she responds, I am the storm. Mm. And the reason that to me has kind of been one that's kind of always stuck with me is because it's a constant reminder to be that you are stronger than anything that is coming at you, that's thrown at you, that regardless, you are stronger than it. And it's always kind of just been a constant reminder of it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of been like my quote, I guess, for my life. That's a good one. And I can definitely see that quote playing out <laughs> like with you over the years. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to mess with me, okay? I am the storm. It, yeah, it's like the soldier, uh, what is it? That fate tells the soldier you can't withstand. So like, or the, the warrior. And yeah, in my head, I'm constantly a warrior, people. Like in my mm -hmm. head, in a past life, I was Mulan or something. I don't know. She was, yo. She was. The Puerto Rican Cuban Mulan, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good one. And I I I'm coming in, I'm I'm learning that quote as as I grow. I'm learning that quote. But that I like that one so much. Um, and then my last question is what inspires you? Um that was a difficult one. So mm -hmm. I had to kind of like look back and see when I am the most motivated or when I am the most, I guess, most inspired. And honestly, good people, like genuine good people, because I feel like genuine good people is such a rare thing these days. Mm -hmm. when I see somebody do something genuinely good for no reason other than they just want to do it, not because they thought it was the right thing, not because for a photo op or a press release or anything like like just because they're genuinely good and yeah in that moment to do it I think that really motivates me that really kind of inspires me especially in what I do for a living like when I see just genuine kindness genuine a genuine good person it kind of mm -hmm. motivates me to continue going forward especially when you work in what I do where you see such ugliness sometimes yeah negative things to see that kind of puts the pep back in your step and oddly enough I also think that that also plays a part in why I've kind of been around and not gone to my old ways of ghosting people or not putting effort into people when it comes to our relationship mm -hmm. You are a genuine good person, and I've seen that in you. So it's mo that in itself kind of when I see you be just a genuine good person motivates and inspires me to continue with what I do. Well, there you go, y'all. She go, she go make the waterworks come out. <laughs> so I guess that that's that. And I think the other thing that's really, I've learned that's really inspired, especially during this whole COVID quarantine thing that I've been stuck mm. inside half yeah. time. I think honestly, being outside in nature. And I was one that like, 
liked nature in theory. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's hard to look at, but like the bugs and the dirt and the this and the that. But like I, me. Yes. But I think <laughs> that now during quarantine, um, I feel you appreciate better. it more. Yes. I appreciate it. And I just genuinely feel better and I'm motivated to do different things when I'm out in nature or when I bring nature into my home and become a plant lady. Yeah. <laughs> it inspires me and motivates me. And it's, it's kind of funny that it took like quarantining to kind of learn that about. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Those are my inspirations. I like that. I love that so much. And, you know, like the, the, especially what you said about seeing people do good. Um, it's not a lot of that going on in the world, um, even more so recently. But when you see it, it's kind of like a hope for humanity. Yeah, it's a that, hope that people can be nice. <laughs> bring kids into this world and not regret bringing them no, Exactly. Them. Not regret it. Like, there always will be bad things no matter what. People will go through bad situations in life, um, but it's... You, you got to focus on the good. The good always, always, always outweighs the bad. No matter how much bad you've been through, the good will always outweigh it because you'll feel um, lighter. You'll feel happy. You'll feel um, like you could do anything, honest. And that's kind of like an addiction in itself where you feel motivated to constantly be on the move, constantly trying to better yourself, better your relationships, better the world around you in whatever way that takes form, you know, whatever healthy way that takes form. Um, but it's, you know, it's the way the world works. And if you focus on the good, you won't give negative energy, you won't expel negative energy, and you won't give it the time of day, and you'll be better off for it in the long run. You may not see it, but it'll happen. Um, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. <laughs> Don't know what accent that was. I'm now um, called uh, the famous podcaster by my husband. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be very happy when he listens to this and he hears his little shout out. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Ooh, that's my wife. That's my wife. That's my wife." <laughs> um, but yeah, I appreciate it so much. Um. Again, this would have this would have not come to fruition at this time if you were not one of the people that was like a supporter in always trying to better myself and better my future. Um, so yeah, I love you. I appreciate you. You is kind. You is beautiful. You is smart. Um, and that, my friends who are listening, because you're all my friends now. Um, that was my best friend from college, 13 going on 14 years. We'll be the same way we are now when we are old and gray, because that's not going to change. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, be kind to yourself and each other, and I will see you next time, or speak to you next time, really. Don't know what I'm saying. Bye. <laughs>